Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. 62 years ago, on November 6, 1955, in a small town in Pennsylvania, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, I was born into this world. I was born into American citizenship. Because of that day and my mom and dad being citizens and living here, I am and have always been a citizen of the United States of America. That was a blessing. That was a privilege. It was something that I had absolutely nothing to do with. Now, uh, I want you to know that followers of Christ are citizens also. They are citizens of heaven, and they are aliens on this earth. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, Who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory. So, we are citizens of another country. We, who are followers of Christ, hold dual citizenship. Not only are we citizens of a country on this earth, but we are citizens of heaven. And we're also aliens. And that's what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, and also in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. He says that we are aliens. In other words, we are exiles. We are uh, strangers. We are sojourners. We are temporary residents here on the earth. And so even though we hold citizenship in a country on this earth, that citizenship is temporary. It uh, means that one day we will pass away, pass off this earth. That citizenship will no longer be active for us. But our citizenship in heaven is permanent. Now, uh, just as I had nothing to do with being uh, becoming an American citizen, um, I actually had nothing to do with becoming a citizen of heaven in, in the strictest sense of the word. Uh, the scriptures tell us that there's only one way to citizenship. Uh, Jesus said it in John chapter 14, verse 6. It's a very familiar passage to people who read the Word. It says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus said the only way to be in right relationship with the Father, and that's what being a citizen of heaven is all about. Uh, the only way to do that is through me, is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Only one way to citizenship. On today's podcast, we are looking at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 to 21 and verses 23 to 25. On the last podcast, we talked about living like a citizen of, of heaven and some of those things that Peter pointed out. And uh, we were uh, in this passage, but we kind of skipped over these two sections, 18 to 21 and verses 23 to 25, because I plan to come back to that in this podcast and, and talk about uh, uh, the fact that uh, there is a way to heavenly citizenship. And uh, Peter is reminding these aliens, these aliens that are under 
uh, persecution and the persecution is escalating. He's reminding them of how they came to be citizens. In verse 18, he says for uh, this, he says, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, verse 19, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. That's verses 18 to 21. And so uh, Peter uses the word redeemed, knowing that you are not redeemed uh, from uh, perishable things like silver and gold. That word redeemed uh, could also be translated ransomed, and it carries with it the idea of being purchased or bought, being bought. And uh, so the question would be, to whom is the payment being made? And it is clearly obvious from Scripture that the payment is being made to none other than God the Father, our holy God. God is holy. God is righteous. God is sinless. God in His uh, righteous holiness is, uh, does not tolerate sin, never, ever tolerates sin. Sin always carries with it a penalty, always has to be punished. God does not overlook sin. Uh, he, he, he demands a payment. And so the Bible says in, in this great book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 10, But the Lord was pleased to crush him, and the him here is Jesus, putting him to grief, if he would render himself as a guilt offering. He will see his offspring. He will prolong his days. That's a re reference to after he died, the resurrection of Jesus. And the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. Verse 11, as a result of the anguish of his soul, uh, of, of Jesus' soul, he, the Father, will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, that's Jesus, will justify the many, and he will bear their iniquities. And so there in that great well-known chapter, uh, we are told that Jesus paid the price that satisfied the Father. The price was this. The price was the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Uh, look at uh, what the scriptures say. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. And so the price there is Jesus' blood. It was his life given in death. Uh, the, the, the blood that uh, flowed from the cross and from uh, all that he went through that night uh, when he was beaten with those lashes and uh, when, when the crown of thorns was put on his head and when his hands and feet were pierced as he was nailed to the cross, when the spear was in his side, that blood that flowed, uh, the scriptures tell us that the life uh, of the body is in the blood. And so it represented even his very life. And he had to die this way, shedding his blood to graphically illustrate the giving of his life, to graphically illustrate the, uh, uh, the, the consequences of sin. 
and and all throughout the Old Testament, as you know, uh, those of you that know anything about the Word of God at all, uh, God set up a system where animals were to be killed, to sacrifice, their blood shed, their blood sprinkled on people, their blood uh, all the way back to, to Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 13, where uh, the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, and that, on the night that they were to leave, they had to take a lamb and kill it and put the blood on the doorpost so that when the angel of death passed through, killing all the firstborn, when, when, he, when God saw the blood, he would pass over uh, that home and not bring death to that home. And that's exactly what happened here. Jesus' blood was shed. And when, when we trust and put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ... Uh, he sees that the Father sees the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and passes over us because uh, because the penalty has already been paid, and that's exactly what he did. And it said that he is a spotless lamb. Uh, they couldn't offer a lamb that had a blemish that that uh, that was somehow the other crippled or uh, any other kind of blemish. It had to be a lamb that was spotless, and the, Jesus is the one that is spotless. He was without sin himself. Uh, Hebrews chapter four verse fifteen and chapter seven verse twenty six makes that very very clear that he was without sin. Hebrews chapter four verse fifteen says, "For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in." All things as we are, yet without sin. Think about that. Yet without sin. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26. It's a beautiful verse. It says, For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that was without sin. And and the reason for, for us being purchased back is our futile way of life. Our sin is what separated us from God. And I want you to know that this was not a last-minute thought. The Scripture says that he was uh, it was all planned before the foundation of the world in verse 20. Before the foundation of the world uh, in God's plan to that Jesus would purchase our salvation. And that purchased salvation comes, according to verse 21, through faith in Jesus, the one who was raised from the dead. Romans 1, 4 says that he was raised from the dead and through that resurrection declared with power to be the Son of God. In other words, God, a very God. John chapter 17 and uh, verses 5 and 24, Jesus in the high priestly prayer uh, is said, Father, uh, give me the glory that was mine with you before uh, the foundation of the world. And so here in verse 21, it says, uh, it, it, Jesus who was raised from the dead and he gave him glory. He gave him glory. And so this is the one that we trust, the, the risen one, the one who is the glorious one even before the foundation of the world. When he came to the earth, his glory was veiled for a period of time. But, but uh, Jesus in his high priestly prayer said that uh, all that, that God has given him, that's all of us who are his, his elect. He says he wants us to be with him so that we can see his glory, the glory that he had with the Father even before the world was formed. And so that's the one that we believe in and that's how we come to faith in him. We are born again in verse 23. The word of God says... Uh, born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. I want you to know that there is no birth where there's no seed. 
Seed is involved in the, in the birthing of life. The Word of God is the seed. We cannot be saved. There's no spiritual birth apart from the proclamation of the Word of God. I wrap up this podcast by looking at Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 17. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. However, they did not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says, the Lord, uh, Lord who has believed our report. Verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or the word of God. And so the path to heavenly citizenship is as the word of God is proclaimed, as the gospel is proclaimed, as God uh, brings us to a point where he brings us to life and gives us the faith to trust in him. It is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved, that we are given permanent heavenly citizenship. Well, that's good news, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.